I'm Braylee, and you're listening to Blooming Beyond Borders, where you can get your weekly dose of personal growth inspiration. Hello, and welcome back to Blooming Beyond Borders. I took a really long break, and although that it, it wasn't the intention to begin with, I definitely feel like there was kind of a closing, so maybe a, a season one or a chapter one, and it's finished. And now, this episode, I'm beginning with this kind of new, new, um, a new energy, and I'm going to call it the first episode of season two. And yeah, I, I, although I'm really excited about, you know, every episode I do, this one I took a different approach and I did a lot of research and I did a lot of thinking. And um, the question today is, what is intimacy? So I think the word intimacy is used most of the time. It has to do in one way or another with, with our bodies Um and whether that's a romantic, intimate, you know, an intimate dining experience in a tiny cafe with candles and eye gazing. And, and then there's also, you know, our genitalia is even called our, our intimate areas. And, and I think there, there are so many different other, other examples of like different contexts. But I also was asking, my friend and I had this really interesting kind of ongoing conversation about what what is romantic to us so what is romance and as we started discussing that like what is romance what romance is to her is completely different to to what it is to me and so I started thinking about this and how intimacy comes into play with with this kind of like indoctrination of what we what we are expected to think is intimate and romantic and what actually is because like with romance in movies and books and 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 whatever it's like uh, we're supposed to think that when a guy or, or a girl comes and like picks us up at our house and opens a door to the car and then brings us flowers and takes us to a romantic evening like with dinner and a movie or like dinner and dancing and um like it's it, that's not romantic to me. I mean, maybe it is to some people, but I'm I started wondering like is is that romantic to some people just because that's what we're kind of told we should expect or like that's that's the definition of romance we kind of have in our head because of because of like I said there's basically media, movies, books, but also like people. And anyway, so that's that's like <laughs> kind of a long intro of, of why, but I really found this this interesting and I I um I opened it up to Instagram for the first time and I really appreciated um everybody who who put their answers in um because I really wanted to hear what intimacy was to to other people because I through this research, I started developing my own understanding of it, and I realized, oh, but that's just mine. So, like, I can't really make a podcast episode just based on my own definition and experiences of intimacy. So, 
I'm going to go into this episode and it's going to be a little bit more structured than normal, but I think it's necessary because there's a lot of information and some really good questions that lead to answers that lead to more questions. And so, yeah, I just, I have organized it into about six main questions and I'm going to go into those and we're going to get really into the depths of like what this word really means. So the first question is just simply what actually is intimacy? So I'm going to read to you the the, the literal definitions on um, Webster Dictionary. And there are five like main main definitions. So the first is close familiarity or friendship. Two, a cozy and private or relaxed atmosphere. Three, sexual intercourse. Four, an intimate remark. And five, closeness of observation or knowledge of a subject. And I got a lot of answers on Instagram and, and I'm not going to read all of them, but they were, it, it was really neat because a lot of, a lot of you actually said the exact same thing, like sometimes in the same, in the same sentence with the same words. And, um, I think I, I basically combined them all. And I took out the words that kind of popped out to me that were the most common. And so those words were trust, acceptance, honesty, safety, empathy and compassion, affection, and communication. And and then also there's just, I think with everybody's answer, including my own, there's this common theme of closeness. So... It's the opposite of feeling far away from somebody, you know, it's whether it's that intimate dinner or an intimate conversation or physically you're, you're close, you're having sex, you're kissing, or even if you're, if you're having, um, like a really honest conversation with a friend, it's just about that closeness. And so, so that's like generally what we've all, what we've all come up with, which I think was really great because that kind of stereotypical definition of intimacy, those those five stereotypical definitions of intimacy actually didn't really come up that much, which I was really I was really happy about because yeah, it was it was it was like we were we were really asking ourselves this question and and I was also getting a lot of experiential answers so like sharing music sharing sharing a trauma sharing an experience that like an emotional story that you felt um you felt connected to so there was a lot of um sharing in in this in in these answers which I really really loved um so the second question is what different kinds of intimacy are there so I there were a lot of um I read some books and I read some websites and some of them only came came up with four types of intimacy. Some of them had five, some of them had seven. So I'm going to read all of them, which, and the number one that, or the, the top three that were like always, always there were emotional, mental, and physical. And then there's also the spiritual, experiential, and sometimes creative intimacy. And um, yeah, I think the other ones are pretty, 
pretty self-explanatory, the spiritual, physical, mental, and emotional. But the experiential is kind of what I was talking about with your answers, which are you're experiencing some kind of, maybe you're experiencing joy with someone, maybe you're experiencing sadness. It's, it's usually from what I was reading, it was like you, you are experiencing something that is an emotional, whether it's a, it's a positive emotion or a negative emotion, you're doing it together and that brings you closer. So like examples of that would be the death of a family member, the death of a friend. And so those the the people left from you know people who knew that person that died become closer because of that experience that that they have shared with one another that most people just won't understand um and then another thing is like going on a an a backpacking trip in Europe together you know like with your friend and the kinds of joy and adventure and probably maybe some fear and nervousness that um that is between the two of you and so you will always have that shared experience and that is a level a type of of intimacy and then I'm really interested in this creative intimacy and what I read was it was saying it's when you express yourself through your passion and you're doing it with another person so it could also be like like you are painting something and somebody is is has been kind of been around maybe they're in the same room as you while, while you're creating it and they see this process of of growth of creation and then and then like you you have this art gallery and you have your exhibit and they're with you as well and so they they experience that whole process with you so and then you can also have like um you know, maybe you're writing a book with somebody. Maybe you are, you are opening up a, an art gallery with somebody and, and um, you're creating the, these things together. And I was thinking about this and, and I'm wondering if creative intimacy isn't actually just a part of the experiential um, intimacy. So I wonder if maybe we can just kind of combine those two because I think to experience someone in a creative way is an experience, you know, um, and that can lead to, to just a, a different kind of, of closeness, and the, the best example of my own life I can share is being, um, kind of growing up in the theater world, and there's something about, like, being in plays together, writing, writing things together, creating that, that kind of, um, open vulnerable environment and being there and you're just like hey this is me we're making art and you're usually with a, a, the same group for at least a year or two you know so for me that's when I hear that word creative intimacy that's the first example in my own life that I think of but like I said I think we can also safely combine that with experiential um, intimacy so basically if you have what I, from what I'm, I've read, maybe, you know, maybe we all disagree with this entirely, but from what I've read, it said that true intimacy requires a combination of four types, at least four types. So, you know, like, for instance, with a friendship, with a true intimate friendship, you're, you're not going to have that physical um, well, 
maybe you could, <laughs> but you don't have to. But but you would need um, the emotional, mental, spiritual, and I guess experiential intimacy to to really, 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 really have that true intimacy. And um, generally, what what is being said is that true intimacy is when you form a connection that is deep and lasting and healthy. So when we think about it in that way, that, you know, forming connections that are deep, lasting, and healthy is something that we, we actually really want, um, then we can ask the question, well, why is it so important for growth? And, like, why do I need these? Why can't I go through life, you know, kind of having these surface-level connections? And, I mean, the simple answer is, yes, you, you totally can. You're welcome to. But... I think there's something that's going to feel like it's missing from from your life. And um, so this quote um, I found, this is by Janine Roth, and it really popped out to me as to why, it really il- illustrates why this this is so important. So she says, intimacy is not something that just happens between two people. It is a way of being alive. At every moment, we are choosing either to reveal ourselves or to protect ourselves, to value ourselves or to diminish ourselves, to tell the truth or to hide, to dive into life or to avoid it. Intimacy is making the choice to be connected to rather than isolated from our deepest truth at that moment. Yeah, I think, I think that right there explains why it's so important for growth because it's a choice. It's a choice of, of, of telling the truth and not, and not hiding from, from those around you. And I also think that this, this word intimacy can be 100% used with yourself because I don't think that you can, that you can experience real intimacy with another person before you can experience with yourself and accept all that you are without these these facades, these bells and whistles that we've that we've created to hide our shit. Um, yeah, like until we come to terms and face those full, you know, like right in the mirror, you can't truly experience intimacy with another person. So I really liked um, my favorite part is is that intimacy is making the choice to be connected to rather than isolated from our deepest truth at that moment. And then, which kind of goes into the next question, which is, why is it so hard? <laughs> and um, this is by Marianne Williamson, who's, um, yeah, she's an, she's an author. She do, did the course on miracles. She does a lot of stuff. I think she, yeah, she ran for president briefly. Um, anyway, so this quote says, can the purpose of a relationship be to trigger our wounds? In a way, yes, because that is how healing happens. Darkness must be exposed before it can be transformed. The purpose of an intimate relationship is not that it be a place where we can hide from our weaknesses, but rather where we can safely let them go. It takes strength of character to truly delve into the mystery of an intimate relationship because it takes the strength to endure a kind of psychic surgery, an emotional and psychological and even spiritual irritation into the higher self. Only then can we know an enchantment that lasts. So I think that is just 
a really, really beautiful, beautiful, beautiful quote. And um, that, I mean, it's, it's, it really is about the, it's, it's like the idea of letting someone watch you cry. This is the best example I, I've, I can think of right now where you're just totally letting your pain, even if you feel like you're crying for a stupid reason, it is something amazing when you feel comfortable crying in front of somebody and you're just like, this is what I'm doing right now. This is who I am. Like, I feel safe with you and I'm going to let you, I'm going to let you in and I'm going to let you see me cry. And like, for me personally, this is a really hard one. I'm, I'm not, I've, I've never been the kind of person that lets people see me cry. And like when it has happened, I feel like this deep shame about it. Like I feel so embarrassed and like I'm letting, I'm letting them see me in this weak state and like, yeah, it just, it, it's very painful and it's very hard for me to let people watch me cry. And sometimes, you know, it just happens, you know, shit happens and you can't hold your tears in. But most of the time, like I really have found myself trying you know, I'm, I want to keep those walls up. I want to keep them boarded up so nobody can see me and I can be by myself, kind of go into my own little hole and be sad on my own. And, and that's totally fine. You know, we're, we're justified in feeling that way. But there has definitely been like when I have let, <laughs> let my guard down and cried in front of somebody, it's never ended up being anything but amazing. And it has only brought me closer to that person. And um, yeah, so I can definitely see what this quote, what this idea of like, you know, you're not hiding anymore. And you're letting that darkness just be right there. It's with you. It's in the room with you and in possibly another person. And you're acknowledging it. And you're still, you're still choosing to be vulnerable instead of hiding away. So, um, yeah, so that, I mean, that answers why, why it's so hard, because it just freaking is, you know, it's, it's honesty, it's transparency, and it's, um, it's not something that I think comes easily to most of us. Um, so that kind of brings me to, um, the, the fifth question, which is, what are some symptoms or signs that you are afraid of intimacy? And maybe this is maybe this is totally obvious to you. You know, maybe you are are like very certain that you fear intimacy, so maybe none of this um you know, you, maybe you don't need to hear any of this, but I think sometimes we can maybe think that we're being vulnerable when really we're just sharing a little bit enough to like get us off the hook you know what I mean like you know share a little bit of an in quote-unquote intimate detail when really the biggie is way 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 down there that we've pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed and like no way in hell am I letting that out and so we it's like a little breadcrumb we give them a little a little breadcrumb so that they'll leave us alone and think that we're being intimate with them when really we're totally not. We're just kind of distracting ourselves and them from, from the real truth inside of us. So, um, <clears throat> so these are some of the 
symptoms or signs that you're that you're totally freaking out about intimacy um so one of them I think the biggest one is isolation so it's self-isolation um I think that's self-explanatory um and that with that comes anxious about social situations um hard time staying present during sex avoiding people really getting to know you like you're focusing your attention on them and never really letting the conversation shift to you so you're constantly um you know asking other people questions how are you feeling what's new with this da, 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 da. and then if a question comes your way you can kind of lead it back to them so that's another one and then um with this I think like um we have to definitely understand that putting boundaries up is necessary in a lot of situations and it's understandable especially after certain experiences and we have to be gentle with ourselves when working on intimacy so this is not like oh yeah just go put yourself out of isolation it's so freaking easy and like um you know stay present during sex you know that's like it's it doesn't work like that and this is just this is kind of the question that leads us to asking ourselves okay do I have a healthy relationship with my intimacy? Do I have a healthy relationship with myself? Do I have um do I have tendencies to self-isolate because I don't want people really getting to know me? And then further, you know, this is gets harder and harder when you keep asking these questions cuz they they suck. But like what am I hiding from? Why is intimacy so scary? Like why why don't I want people to truly get to know me? Because I know that deep down, I really want that lasting, healthy relationship. But I can't figure out how to get there. Like, I, I, I just can't get out of this, this perpetuation of, of feelings that I'm just, like, digging myself in a hole because it's safe and it feels good. And, and vulnerability is not something that, that I want to do. So... That, um, those are some symptoms or signs. And then on a nice note, these are ways to improve and or develop intimacy. And this can be um, with family members, with friends, with partners, whatever. Whoever you feel you need to improve or develop your intimacy with. So the first one, it's called strategic vulnerability. And you can look this up because there is like a ton of information on um, intimacy development but the main thing I got from this is um, you can't ever expect like another person to be vulnerable because we don't have control of our like over over we don't have control over anybody other than ourselves right so as much as we try as much as we would love to be able to like force our partner to be more intimate or our friend our, our friend to like tell us really what's going on or our mom to be honest with us whatever it may be like we can't force another person to be vulnerable so we have to practice it ourselves so the 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 I guess the <laughs> the um strategy is to first just try sharing a tough feeling that you've held on to a secret you've kept, or an experience that's really, really hard to talk about. And obviously, this is like 
this is really, really hard, but this is the beginning of everything, really. This is like, and you know, like probably when I'm saying this, you know exactly what that thing is. And you don't have to do it right away, you know, and, and, and you shouldn't just tell anybody, anybody or everybody, you need to be, you know, mindful and gentle with yourself, like I said, but I think that this is the first step and it's really important. And, um, yeah, so, so think about what that might mean to you and, um, and give it a try. And then the second one is verbal affirmations and appreciations. So I think this is a big one for me because I realize that I really, really, really love when people tell me like positive things, like especially about things that I create. So with my paintings, like if somebody really loves my painting, it just makes me so, so happy. And then I was thinking about this as I was reading it and I don't think that I do it for other people as much because for some reason it makes me really nervous. It makes me super nervous to be like to say a really honest true thing and be like you look really beautiful today or I really love this this poem that you wrote or you're doing a really good job. I'm so proud of you. Like these these affirmations and appreciations and this could also be for yourself too. And I and I know a lot of people have a really hard time um, doing, yeah, like appreciating things about yourself. But try try being verbal about these feelings that we have because I know that we all have them. You know, there are these moments that we watch our partner do something so awesome and we like feel really proud of them. And so let's just tell them. Or you see your friend and like she just got a raise and she's or a promotion or something and she's like kicking ass at, at, at her job. Like let's tell her that we're proud of her, that she's strong, that she's amazing, that she's smart. And especially with, with kids, like my little sisters, you know, I, I'm going to take more time out of my day, out of my weeks to, to really verbalize what I'm proud of them for, like what I appreciate about them. So I think this is something that's, it's a lot, it's a, it's a lot easier than, than the first one, than the strategic vulnerability. So really try and, and, and yeah, try and put this, implement this into your life because I think it can change a lot of things. And it also makes the other person who is like hearing these, 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 um, these appreciations, they're going to be more willing to tell you those. And that opens up this positive realm of, of closeness that is it's like nothing else and I know if you've had these moments you you can like look back on them and be like oh my god that's amazing and it is so um the third one is and this is just if you're in a romantic relationship and you're looking to improve or develop your intimacy um this is increasing and prioritizing your physical intimacy so no physical intimacy is not everything and to have true intimacy, you need to have, you know, I would say at least three. <laughs> but so a lot of people say four. But I think if you have three of these types, um, you're pretty, you're pretty um, close to somebody. But yeah, like 
you can't really just have physical intimacy, you know, you can have a really, really powerful and connected sex life. And then in all the other realms, you don't really have anything going on, um, which is fine. And it can totally just be that physical connection. But if you are with, you know, having sex with your partner and you want to build this kind of intimacy, then, then increasing and prioritizing the physical intimacy is like really, really recommended. Um, and I think because when you really start to develop one type of intimacy, the other ones start to begin like becoming easier and easier to dive into, I think, um, which makes sense to me. I think that that feels right also. And then another thing is to with and this is again with any kind of relationship to talk about what intimacy means to you. So being being open with that communication about, okay, what does intimacy mean to you? And like, what's important for us to improve on? Is there something, you know, do you want to talk about spirituality more? Do you want to share more um, artistic activities together? Like whatever it may be, just to communicate your own needs to, to that person. Super important. And then along with that is unplugging and just focusing on each other. Like, experiencing joyful things together like not just not just having dinner and watching tv but having conversations experiencing things um I was reading a lot about like for for couples and how the experiential intimacy is one of the most important um types to cultivate because like you know when you've been with somebody you can experience a comfort zone plateau which is like when things have been kind of the same especially if you've been together for a long time and I guess first the question is are you actually together because because it's comfortable you know and that you're not having to to like to enter that uncomfortable um that uncomfortable feeling of of vulnerability and 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 also a question to ask is like am I intimate with my partner? Does he or she want to be? Do I want to be? Do we want to develop this? Or are we just at this plateau because both of us are scared or one one or both of us are scared of what happens next? So I think that's like the first question. Um, and then, yeah, and then to, to try new things together, like go go roller skating, go bowling, I don't know, do an art class, something that is, is kind of exciting and new and to, to up that experiential intimacy level. To me, something that I've realized is um, hiking with my husband, Flo, is like one of the things that makes me feel the closest to him and um, which is something that I would never have, have expected. Um, and if you've listened to my podcast before, there are a few episodes that I shared like I was totally not an outdoorsy person and like thinking thinking that hiking with a person would bring me a lot closer to them like would never have crossed my mind but it really does and then like when we're both doing new things like kayaking or something um yeah it really makes me feel closer to him and I and I appreciate those moments so much because intimacy means different things to different people so like the first step of this whole and kind of the like with this episode, it's it's first trying to understand what intimacy means to you specifically. 
to, to really, really sit with this question. And, and you know, that's, that's the first one. And then you can go deeper and deeper and deeper until you get like <laughs> to the, to the scary parts, which are, you know, why am I scared of intimacy? You know, what can I do to develop it? And what am I really seeking in my relationships with other people? And, and then also, getting to the point where you can accept those those kind of hidden hidden shadowy parts of yourself um because then and only then can you really open up and be truly truly honest and intimate with another person so there was a lot of information there but i think um i think it's all very interesting and i think that it's really worthwhile to sit down and ask yourself all these questions that I asked um and just like maybe you want to do um a a journal entry and 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 just write down and see what comes because I kind of did that when I first started thinking about this for an episode and I just wrote um yeah like okay what is intimacy to me um in all in all the different aspects and um yeah and just see see what happens and let me know what you get to. So um, the challenge of the week I'm going to do, which I kind of already said, but so from this, from these, from this list of how to improve or develop your intimacy, I would really challenge you to do one of those things this week to really, um, yeah, develop your intimacy with somebody. So to remind you, it's um, the first, the biggie one, which is um, try sharing a tough feeling you've held on to, a secret you've kept, or an experience that it's hard to talk about. So of course, be mindful of this person that you share this with. And trust yourself, trust your instincts, um, be kind to yourself, and don't force this, you know. Let it happen. Let it happen when you know that it needs to come out. So that's the first one. Or this verbal affirmations and appreciations. So, you know, complimenting a person in an honest way, just kind of speaking your mind, even if it makes you a little uncomfortable because you know that it's going to add to your closeness with this person. And then um, if in a romantic relationship, increase and prioritize the physical intimacy. And then um, with, with any kind of relationship you have, you can talk about what intimacy means to you you can um, try something new together, like, yeah, maybe it's a really hard thing emotionally, or maybe it's something that can can bring you both joy. So that's the challenge of the week. And um, yeah, I, I, I really loved this topic. Let me know what you guys think. Let me know if you like the the kind of well-researched <laughs> kind of kind of episode. Um, I'm still going to be doing interviews with people and, and exploring other things in like a more organic way, but I definitely liked this. I really enjoy researching and just learning, yeah, like educating myself on, on subjects that I'm not, yeah, like I'm not an expert on. I'm obviously still not an expert on 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 this at all but yeah just to be open to learning and learning and learning and being able to share it and so we can learn together and so anyway I hope that you have a beautiful week I would love and appreciate if you followed the blooming beyond borders on instagram I'm gonna start doing some more questioning for more episodes like this so I would really appreciate a follow and um any kinds of 
ideas, messages, requests, um, opinions, anything is welcome. So in the meantime, let's keep blooming.